good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to us. Thank you for listening to us on Wildfire Tribe. We are very excited (laughs) that you are joining us. It is a beautiful day on the river in gorgeous northern New South Wales. So we're down by the river again. And it's early morning. Well, it's not that early. It's kind of like, you know, 9 a.m. our time. And there's a thin layer of smoke in the air. It's like hazy, isn't it? It's quite hazy. The river is very smooth. It's not completely clear by any means, but it's quite still. And I guess that's why the smoke is lingering around. So in Australia, in where we are right now, in northern New South Wales, in Australia, there is, uh, it is a time of the year where you do have bushfires regularly. And so if there's any fires in the area, or even just if the bushfire brigade is burning off places pre- preparing for summer, uh, there can be a lot of smoke in the air. But we also are in an area where there's sugarcane grown and they also burn a lot before they actually process the sugar. So sometimes there's smoke in the air because of that. So my name is Sean, I forgot that bit. I'm Kylie and we are Wildfire Tribe. But you know that because that's how you found us. If it's your first time to Wildfire Tribe, welcome to this podcast. Thank you for finding us. You've found us for a reason, whether you realise it or not. And we are, what are we? We are having mystical conversations about real things. I thought it was <laughs> real conversations about <laughs> mystical things. Yes, yeah, it is. And this is just a beautiful space to come into and be encouraged on your walk into the mysteries of God. Yeah, for some people who listen, uh, because uh, we also listen to other podcasts, we're not so mysterious or mystical. But to some who are dipping your toe in the water, so to speak, new to the mystical arena, then some of the things we talk about might seem like they are. Exactly. And this is not a teaching. We're not wanting to teach you anything. We just want to have an engaging conversation about all kinds of different things that we walk out as we are walking with God. Like all those questions that you have. Do I need to be going to church? Can God speak to me? How do I hear? from him what is mystical can i hear from him exactly do i have to hear from him through somebody else who's more learned exactly and can i trust his voice in my ears and whatever that's a good question kylie because for me i find that god leads me down difficult paths yeah definitely so you can't be gauging your you're walking out your journey with God based on whether it's difficult or not, going, oh, it's too difficult, I must be getting this wrong, maybe I didn't hear right. Because... Why did you want me to swim from this side of the <laughs> river to the other side? Can't you see it's like two kilometres long and I haven't swum at all since <laughs> I was 13 years old? <laughs> at the swimming carnival. <laughs> That's not what I'm doing right now, thankfully. Thankfully, I haven't heard God ask me to do that, but I do feel like I've heard him ask me to do things that don't make sense to what I think is the regular way that people function. Yeah, so we are encouraging you in your expansive walk of freedom and adventure, whatever that looks like. And that doesn't necessarily look like traveling all over the world or anything like that, but it is navigating life in a new way. And today we are going to talk about something new. We're going to be talking about new wine. New wine? Yeah, new wine. I don't even like 
any wine. Yeah, you've never been a wine drinker, have you? I've tried. Mm. I've tried a lot of things, Kylie, and I actually have tried to drink wine on occasion because I thought that it looked like the people that were drinking it and enjoying it were enjoying it so much that I should be able to enjoy it. But I don't even like the taste of it. Well, I have enjoyed it on and off over my life. I quite like drinking wine. Although I haven't actually drunk any probably really expensive old wine. And maybe maybe if I just forked out, you know, like, I don't know, $3,000 for a bottle of old wine or something, then I might find that I do like wine. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I think a nice bottle of wine definitely is different to like a, a $5 bottle from the bottle shop. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at those guys just cruising past in their kayaks. That's so cool. So we're seated in an elevated position above the river. We're actually on the roof of some like abandoned building. I'm not yeah. really sure what it used to be. Might have been an old kayak hire place or something. It's just elevated above the river. And we've got our friends, the local seagulls, perched right next to us. I've heard kookaburras in the background. And we're enjoying the view. We're enjoying right now watching a couple of fellas just paddle past. Uh, one of them's actually paddling with his feet, Guyly. He's got pedals. Yeah, that's so cool. And, you know, that's just it, isn't it? There's a different way to do things. One guy's paddling with his arms and one guy's paddling with his legs. He's got the new wine kayak. Yeah, come on. You know, as we were talking last week about what we were going to talk about this week and we were discussing about new wine or putting it out there, what, what is new wine for you? What, are you, what, are your thought, what have your thoughts been about that? Well, you know that I have a very difficult brain. <laughs> so how, so on that topic, what, why do you think your brain is so difficult? Well, actually, I don't know if it is. It just seems to me like it takes a little while for me to process things and sometimes I need to be left alone for periods of time so that I can just process things at my own speed so that I can understand what life is about. For instance, when you say to me, next week's podcast is going to be called New Wine, then I'll just sit on that for a week, day and night. I think about it in amongst everything else that we do, and I sort of process what it means, what, what I'm going to be able to talk about to do with the topic. And it takes me quite a lot of time to come to any conclusion at all. And I have a confession to make regarding the New Wine topic And I just think that for me, it just comes back to my love of God. I just, everything comes back to that place for me. And I can't pretend to be an expert on anything. I can't pretend uh, that I actually care about anything else more than my relationship with God. And from there, then I start to process everything else. And so this new wine topic starts for me from my knowing that he is my everything because he's always there he's always with me he's always whispering to me he's always filling in the gaps the questions that I have he's just there all of the time so new wine for me is all of the time oh I love it because he is my everything so I don't need anything aside from him and I know that's a very bold statement I don't need anything aside from him. Wow, I can't believe I just said that. It's a dangerous statement to make. But I actually feel like because he is such an intimate 
every moment part of my life that I feel like he is all that I need and so when it comes to new wine I don't I don't need new wine I don't need any wine and and I know that 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 probably doesn't actually gel with what you're going to be talking about because you always have a different way of processing things yourself as well a new wine probably means something completely different to you well, I just think you're so spot on with it and you know obviously you've been marinating in what it is that God's been doing because it is crazy but new wine was your suggestion last week for a topic oh why would you listen to me <laughs> So I took that on board because I know you like to like marinate in something. And so I, I figured that it was already becoming something within you because it, it, it had surfaced to the top of our conversation last week. You know, we're back at the same, this location we're, we're recording from, we've actually been before and we've got three seagulls sitting on a rail not far from us. And it's the same seagulls because that first seagull there is missing the bottom part of his right leg. And he was here last time. I know. How cool is it? Well, if it wasn't him, it was another identical bird. It's definitely of the same him. breed with the same leg missing in the same place. And how cool because they're actually like sitting there like they know, okay, we're on podcast today. So, boys, we've just got to not sing too much. Well, remember last time we, last had, time. we had to shoot them racket. away. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the new wine, the new wine for me, you know, coming out of that place of the realisation that God is my everything, my every moment, my every breath, then everything that comes from, everything that comes into my life, everything new, every decision I have to make, every adventure that we go on, comes from that place of knowing that he is a part of everything. So anything that, any decision that we make is new wine any anything new that we decide to do is new wine anything any revelation that he gives us about uh, about making sense of something that we didn't understand before is new wine I love it it's like that frequency and essence of who we are because the more that I was thinking about it and you know over the week I just came to that place where we are the new wine like we are the new wine, the transformed, transfigured body of Christ, which is like some people call it the church, other people call it the ecclesia. It, it, it's the essence of it is it's us, it's humanity, it's the people walking the earth, the living organism of people that love God and love one another, that are enjoying one another. We're like a community of agape. It's like a, a party in the spirit. We're overflowing with the wine of freedom and this intoxicating love that you're talking about. I think that is that reference to, to wine that it has this drunkenness about it. And I know like in the mystical circles, we talk about being drunk drunk being whacked being drunk wasted being smashed you know that we're in that place of his intoxicating love and you know so many of us over the years have been those drunk ones in our party days or in those places of our life where we've just wanted to be inebriated on natural wine when we've been created to be intoxicated on the new wine of his goodness and glory and love. Yeah, just along that topic of drinking wine or spirits or any of any of those alcoholic drinks, we, that is in our past, isn't it? Like we, we actually don't even drink alcohol at the moment. 
Yeah, and that's like pretty crazy for us, for people that have been, were raised in um, drinking families and just have spent our whole lives drinking really and never thought anything much of it. From but the moment that you're legally able to, our background is that that's just what you do without giving it too much thought. I must admit I never put too much thought into whether I would drink or whether I wouldn't. I didn't know many people... I can't even think of any, really. I can think of a couple of people that maybe processed whether they should or shouldn't drink alcohol, and they were athletic-type people. And outside of that, I don't know anybody that I grew up with that really thought about whether they should or shouldn't drink. It was just a part of our culture, and we certainly did a very good job of it. I I don't know if I did in particular more than you, but I, I better just speak about myself. I had certainly filled myself up as much as I could with all sorts of different alcohol uh, for many, many, many years. And we're going, I am going on towards three years of not having drunk. And is that my forever thing? I don't know, because I walk out my everyday with God and, and my endeavor is to always just be so close to him not that I'm ever apart, that I can't really commit to saying yes or no about too much at all, including whether I'm ever going to drink alcohol again for the rest of my life. But I feel like it's a definite now thing for me. So it's been nearly three years since I've had that type of wine, that type of drink. And he, I feel like God has me on this journey of showing me that it's not only possible to live an existence on earth without that, but that he fulfills any questions that I have that I might have used to cover in wine. Yeah, I love it. John Crowder, he writes in his book, The Ecstasy of Loving God, he says, if you do not learn to become intoxicated on him, you will become intoxicated on the things of this world. There may be a threshold of moderation for those who drink natural wine, but there is something innate within the core of every person that craves to drink without limit. Something that thirsts for a sea of endlessness. Jesus is the drink that lasts forever. Come and quench your thirst on Jesus. Only he satisfies. Wow. So that goes back to what we were, what I was saying before about God being my everything. You know, that sentence that just accidentally slipped out. Yeah. And, the, and the reason why I say accidentally and it's a dangerous statement is because I feel like sometimes when you say things like that, that then you have to walk that out. I don't know how else to describe it because I don't want to describe the God of the universe that loves me completely as anything apart from being a loving God. But sometimes sometimes it feels as though the statements that you make about how much you love him are tested. Is that, are you allowed to say that? Yeah, I know. I don't know how to frame it up any differently, really, but like it kind of is that. And and I mean, your statement, you're walking that out. You've been walking that out. Saying that, though, we were just talking about it yesterday, is that you don't actually have to agree or participate or say yes to anything that it is that you feel like God is asking you to do if it's too difficult for you. And I think a lot of the things are just us coming into alignment with what we've already agreed upon. Like, I mean, it's outworking the desires of our heart, which is like we're being transformed and transfigured. We're like becoming who we always were intended to be. So we're just walking out our humanity on this pathway into the fullness of our divinity. We're 
you know, where we're understanding that we're immortal and that we're seated in the heavenly realms. Like the new wine is the understanding that we are seated in heavenly places. It's knowing who we actually really are and living every moment of our life out of that reality rather than out of the things that are holding us back and holding us down, the limitations we put on our lives because of just the essence of what our body feels and our mind tells us along the way rather than the spirit man that actually is. New wine. Yeah, new wine. I was thinking about the new wine because often uh, over the years uh, when I've come into contact with any kind of verses or teachings about the new wine, it also goes with the new wine skin. And I was thinking about the new wine skin that it is this house, the house of divinity, which is the revelation of that we are sons and daughters of God. So in in comparison to being the son of man, which is like, you know, our humanity, we're coming into this place of divinity, which is realizing who we are, that we're in this house that has the essence of a transformed DNA that is housing an immortal spirit. And as we're pressing into the fullness of what that looks like, our humanity can come into alignment with our divinity and engage with the limitlessness that is found in being immortal. It's just a concept, just a thought. Yes, a new wine. When did, when is that for? I thought that old wine was better than new wine. <laughs> yeah, I know. You see, that is interesting, isn't it? <laughs> so Jesus performed a miracle where he turned water into wine. Mm. I'm assuming that was new wine. Well, that would have been pretty fresh, wouldn't it? Like it wasn't like it was sitting there aging. It just became and then it was consumed and it was... Actually, they thought that they had saved the finest wine till last, which the finest wine is usually the most aged wine, isn't it? But it's almost like that aging brings you into the fullness of wisdom, the fullness of the Godhead, the fullness of everything you were created to be. But it's so fresh because it's come straight out of, like it's so close to Jesus, it's almost like we've been created to be so close to Jesus that we are the new wine, the essence of it in our closeness to him, that we're actually the fullness of the aged wine that it's like it's been sitting in its, in its oak cast for a hundred years. Yeah, the Bible talks about new wine and old wine and the new garments and the old garments and wineskins, etc. And neither do people pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. And for me, when I think about that, what is the word for that? Metaphor? Metaphor. But when I think about new wine and old wine and new wineskins and old wineskins, I for one feel like I am walking out this existence not wanting to just rely on the old wine that I have been carrying around, my old understanding, my old belief about who God is, about what he does, what he's capable of, about what I am able to have happen in my life. All of those things that I've learnt growing up, going to church, going to Sunday school, attending a Christian school, attending Bible college. I'm just 
thirsty for new, new wine because the more new wine, the more revelation that I get directly from God himself in my day-to-day life, the more I'm addicted to new wine because the old is not enough anymore. The old is an old way of explaining things to me to make sense in the past that don't make sense anymore. Yeah, exactly. Like it's coming out of that belief and conditioning that the curse is stronger than the blessing. Like we're coming into that place where our identity as sons, you know, we are the new wine where we we are seated in heavenly places where we're stopping this pursuit of trying to figure it all out and we're just being seated in the heavenly strategy rooms where everything that is the solution to see the restoration of our earth is just flowing through us it's like this completeness it's operating from heaven with no separation it's knowing that we are seated in that place when I say seated I'm meaning like we're operating out of that place of rest where we just know who we are we are this beautiful effervescent gorgeous delicious overflowing wine and what a stinky old rotten vinegar type wine is it when you decide that you know everything about god yeah and that everything (laughs) that you've been taught in your childhood or however you've learned it in the past is enough how dare we ever even think that it's possible to keep that stinky old wine in a new wineskin that is your body that is your being it's so true like I just feel like that's part of this transformation too that's part of us becoming the fullness of step this step into wine. my musty church and sit at my old pew listen to my old message and how i tell you who god is exactly and that's where we are transcending the old wine being like this knowledge based um teaching based culture of this is this is the facts about god through you know like given to you through our our leaders interpretation and we all come into alignment with that no it's like embracing this expansive relational activating journey with each one of us on our unique pathways walking into the mystery that is relationship with god and it's out of control it's ridiculous it's indescribable that this new wine would be for people of all ages of all types and that everybody would have access to this new wine called jesus holy spirit god fresh for you not packaged up by somebody else that has to sit on the shelf and never be drunk but that it is for you for right now for every single person on the earth it is for you right now it's fresh it's new and it's for you, and it's new, newly packaged up for you. And to leave him on the shelf, or to be told that he needs to be left on the shelf so that other people can partake of him and explain to you what it's like, is ridiculous. Exactly. And that's where it comes back to that place of no separation, that you are the new wine. I am the new wine because he is the new wine and he dwells within me. Everything comes from within, like that we would be healed within, from within. Our body, our soul, our spirit is coming into that oneness, that wholeness and that flow is 
coming from within as more and more our language frames up this no separation reality of the fullness of the new wine. We are the new wine. We are the new wine because we are the dwelling place of the perichoresis, the beautiful dance, the overflowing love, the river of life that is coming from within. I just realised that what I was saying before when I said that if that it's a dangerous statement to say something like God is my everything because perhaps he'll test you in that place but I've just had the realization that it's actually just like wine in that once you've tasted who he is and the goodness of him that he actually replaces the need for anything else that you thought that you needed to make you happy exactly And in that place, everything becomes transformed. The way we speak, our attitudes, our culture, our behaviours, our power. We're walking out this renewing of our minds. Our DNA is being renewed. We're remembering who we are. Our DNA is being restored. From around us rises this whole new reality. From within us rises this whole new reality. It's all happening all at once in this place of that fullness of the new wine like that you're talking about that encounter place motorbikes (laughs) we're talking to somebody yesterday and I know I threw the word motorbike in the beginning of it because that is my personal journey you know when it comes to attachments other than God as well that in this story of the man searching for something to make them feel good during a time of difficulty in their lives that their answer was to buy a new car. And we know what that's like when you get a new car, a new motorbike, a boat, a pool table, a house, whatever it is, those things that you think, wow, I would love to have one of those items in my life. That would just make me so happy. And they do, but not for long. You know that feeling where you get excited about the new car and you think, wow, I never thought that I would actually, I never actually believed that I would be a person who had a brand new car. I'm so excited that it's come true and it is amazing. We've had a brand new car and it is amazing and it was an amazing feeling for me. I cried when we got our first, well, the only brand new car that we've ever had, driving away from the dealership after they took the ribbon off it. I was crying because I couldn't believe that that was my, my reality something that I never actually believed was going to happen, even though I'd hoped for it. But it doesn't last forever. No. Then it turns into maintaining it. Then it turns into, oh, my goodness, we just hit a bird. Or you did, because you always run into animals. Um, (laughs) Or stone chips on the front of it. Or bugs. You know, everything becomes an issue to do with it because you're trying to keep it in pristine condition because you respect that it's brand new and... And you're so happy to have it. But that initial feeling of getting it and what you what it feels like slowly. Yeah, it's it comes well, I think it comes back to that place again that the new wine comes from within. That's the the part I love about it most when you become activated in the essence of it, because each one of us is knowing who we are. It's becoming the fullness of ourselves. And until we tap into that place within, we will be constantly looking outside of ourselves to fill that gap, to bring us into that place of euphoricness, you know, that, that place of you just thinking, yeah, yeah, I just can't wait till Friday afternoon. We'll go down the pub and like have a bunch of drinks with our friends. Oh, I just can't wait to, you know, get that, that motorbike, you know, whatever it happens to be that ticks your boxes. It's 
that feeling of there, there would be a chemical that's released in your body as you're like thinking about those things, whether it's like serotonin or um, dopamine or one of those things where that we're just craving for that, the essence of that flood of like, ah, through our body as we're framing up how amazing it's going to feel when we get that thing. But really like it's like tapping into the river within, tapping into that wine, the essence of his love for us and our love for him, that beautiful place where we dance together and we begin to see ourselves as he sees us. And then we can start to come into that place where we realize that all of those things out there, it's not that we need to have them or we don't need to have them. It's not like any things are bad. It's not like even drinking alcohol is bad in its own self. It's just that if it is that thing that we're desiring to make us feel a certain way and we're substituting that for this river of love that is is coming from within us, that it's it becomes a counterfeit to our righteous real. Yeah, and that's our that's our story, isn't it? That the alcohol of the world has been replaced in us by who he is and that he is enough in every moment at the same time as not being enough. It's like he fulfills everything and you love the feeling of walking through the mystery of humanity with him, but you want more even though he's enough at the same time, but it's a, it's a, fulf- it's a fulfilled need all of the time and it's like a perpetual motion of wanting more getting more wanting more getting more also at the same time realizing that he's actually not separate from you you don't have to go anywhere to get him you don't have to go to the bottle shop and exchange anything to get him once you've got him he's always there it's just a matter of remembering that he's already there Yeah, exactly. It's this desire for intimacy more than things or intimacy more than knowledge. It's like having wine on a drip straight into your body that never runs out. Exactly. (laughs) I love it. Like we have to walk in things for a while, I feel like. We're walking into this mystery that is these unknown pathways. It's like we're going off the grid. It's like we're doing things in ways that we didn't realise they could be done. It's out there where it feels like we have no idea what's going on. Where are we even going? Like where are we going to end up? And then we find ourselves entangled within the new wine, which is the intimacy of the Trinity. It's it's then that we can begin to see what it all means. And I feel like that happens so much for us, doesn't it, babe? Like, you know, we're walking, we're going, I don't understand this. Why is this part so hard? Why why is our reality doesn't look like all the things we believe for, the limitless life in God? Why do things feel so hard when we're walking on this pathway where not very many people go on? Why is that? Well, I feel like... That's the life of a mystic in a lot of ways. Like it's those of us who love to walk in the mystery. It's like that part of us that wants to be in this place where we don't really know what's going to happen next. But then our normality, our humanity tries to explain it and figure it out instead of just enjoying the essence of it in every moment. It's because the container that the new wine that we are well aware of flowing in us and out of us we are trying to contain 
in the old wineskin. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you nailed it. Yep. And sometimes we even admit that we might be in a new wine skin. We might be have new wine inside of a new skin and that all is well and all is fresh and all is motoring well. And then there's a hole appears, a question, a doubt. Uh, something happens to us that is a momentary lapse of remembering who we are and we patch it up with a piece of the old wineskin. Exactly. Like that, the new wineskin really is this place where we no longer need a leader telling us what God is saying or telling us what to believe or how to think, but it's actually each one of us empowering one another with what we all can hear, that we can all hear from God, that we can walk with God for ourselves. It's not like this one person lecturing us, but it is all of us experiencing the fullness and the overflow, the wonder of who we each are and what that looks like together. And when we talk about trusting somebody in a church environment or an environment like that to tell us how God functions, we have our own personal responsibility, each one of us does, to walk out our existence in the knowledge of the God in our own lives and stop blaming wrong thoughts, wrong theology, wrong relationship understanding on people that you've trusted to teach you when it's your job to learn for yourself. Absolutely. And the beauty of where we are in our culture and our society and the timeline of our world at the moment is we have access to so much information. Everything that you want to be able to look up, you can follow these amazing rabbit trails with the Holy Spirit. You can go here and there and investigate, dive this week into an area that has been sitting there in your thought process You've been sensing curiosity in, a, in, a, in an area, but you've been thinking to yourself, oh, no, that couldn't be God because God wouldn't be taking me into that space. Well, I challenge you that he would be, that he would be taking you into that space because there is nowhere that you can go that he is not. He's he the is infinite everywhere. God. Exactly. He's the God of all things possible. He is. And there is nowhere that he is not. And he never leaves you. He is wanting to dive deep into the spaces that have filled you with curiosity. But there has been this little voice of fear going, oh, no, 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 that that is not of God. That's not a God place. That's like a new age place. That's like a numerology place. That's like a, you know, a scientific place. Like God wouldn't be in that. He's just a spiritual God. He is the word. He was the word. He was there in the beginning all of that kind of language all of the he will never leave you he will never forsake you how do you know that that is true how do you know that that is true it's in a book it's in the word he is the word the only way that you can walk out this existence and get your theology right your understanding of who God is is to do this life with him yeah not to read from a book and then say that Oh, don't worry, like you're feeling bad, are you? Don't worry, God will never leave you. He will never forsake you. What a horrible thing to say to somebody who's suffering in a moment to put those words on people when you haven't even experienced them yourself. I know my experience thus far is that he will never leave me. 
nor forsake me because he never has. And I can provide reference points throughout my life as to how that is true. But to actually just say these words without experiencing them is a very empty wine cask. Exactly. Well, many years ago, I remember him taking me on my on a healing journey of healing cancer. And he was taking me into the place of eating the body and blood of Jesus. Now, my understanding on that, that I had been taught in church in my upbringing, was that we did communion in remembrance of what Jesus did for us. So we were not doing this eating his body and blood. We were just taking the sacraments in remembrance of his sacrifice for us. What was it? Was it bread or was it biscuits? Well, I mixed it up when I was doing it. I would just... No, I mean when you were growing up. Oh, growing up. Anything. Like it was wafers. Sometimes we had little wafers. Sometimes we had broken up biscuits. Sometimes someone would chop up into tiny little squares like a, a pieces of bread. Yeah, that's what I remember. Those tiny little squares of bread. Yeah. All cut up by a, a, a Beautiful lady of volunteers. advanced age. Yeah, out exactly. Out the back somewhere. And then they would cover it so that... It, wouldn't have enough time to go stale. Yeah. So by the time in the service when you were allowed to have it, that it was still soft. Yeah, exactly. And it was normally we had like grape juice in little tiny cups. Every now and then we'd visit one of those churches like the Catholic Church or the Anglican Church or something where we'd actually get to have actual wine. But mostly it was just little tiny uh, cups of grape juice. We were, yeah. We were grape juice. Definitely never wine. Any of the churches that I went to, I've noticed that at an Anglican church that we've been to in the last few years, the guys up the front, they share that same big cup. Even, I know. They? Like that big golden goblet. And I don't know if that's gone back to that after COVID, but I remember they stopped it in COVID and they started giving those tiny little like portions. Yeah, you can get takeaway communion, little plastic cups with a little... tear, tear up piece on top that's got your little biscuit on it. Yeah. You can do travel communion. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I remember when he started saying to me about learning to love my body, transforming my DNA with his DNA, that my revelation in that space was that I needed to engage with his DNA. So I needed to ingest his DNA. I needed his DNA to become part of my DNA. So, you know, that I'm doing this in faith. I'm doing this just knowing that something is happening within my body as I'm engaging with this bread and this wine that I'm taking, this bread and this water or whatever it happened to be that I was drinking but I and eating. And during that time, and that was almost a year where I was actively doing that for my body, over that period of all of those months, that brought healing to my body, healing to my DNA, healing to those corrupted cells to the point where when I presented myself for just before my pre-surgery, that the diagnosis was that they couldn't do my surgery because I didn't have cancer anymore. And that was not something that happened. That was something that you were told wasn't possible, wasn't going to happen? Yep, exactly. But that was this journey of engaging with the mysteries of God, walking out what I believed he was asking me to do. And at that time, I did not run that by anybody. I didn't talk to the leaders in church about that. I didn't do anything. I don't think you even told me, did you? Mm, I don't think that I did. 
No, not like that you have to. I, I just it's just a part of the conversation, just to share with people, you know, what our relationship is like as a married couple of nearly thirty years. That we also have a, a, a life individually as well. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we were really, really busy at that time. We were running a, a very, very busy business, and I just knew that that's what he was asking me to do and I just pushed into that place and I felt like at that time that that wasn't something for me to share with people that I needed to do that journey with him and I remember that was such an emotional time and I mean I toward the end of that I had shared aspects of that because we knew what was going on when I was when I was going down for my pre-op appointment and everything like that that I remember calling you after I got out of out of the surgery and saying to you, wow, babe, like a, there's no cancer here. They can't find anything. And we were just both crying. It was so emotional because it had been this really, really long time of walking out in that place of just believing that something that I had been taught in my past needed to my mind needed to be renewed in that space and that I needed to take on board a new way of thinking and believing and that I needed to activate that in my life and then I saw fruit and it wasn't an instant thing it didn't happen overnight it didn't happen after weeks it didn't it happened after months and months and months of walking out in that space what I believed he was asking me to do and feeling then drunk Kylie I know. <laughs> I'm feeling drunk too. <laughs> Sitting in the morning sun, it's is getting a little bit warm and I feel very content and very full. Well, there's this um, this dude called Bernard of Clavox. I never know how to say those ancient Bernard. Names. Bernard, yeah, of Clavox, writes... Of the bride and the eternal bridegroom, he says, she loves, he is love. She is thirsty and he is a fountain. (laughs) Yeah, the infinite, ever-flowing fountain. Whilst you were talking about your communion journey, that word, Mm. and the cancer-free status, etc. Yeah which is an amazing story. I was thinking about earlier in the conversation, I was saying we haven't drunk alcohol for nearly three years or whatever that is. And that's, that's not the important part of it. That's, the message is you can do whatever it is that you feel like God wants you to do. It's not, mm. I don't drink, therefore you shouldn't drink, or it's a great thing not to drink. I don't really, I'm not really concerned about what it is that you feel like you want to do or have to do. But I wanted to talk about the fact that I think I might have actually had wine and if I haven't had wine in that time I've definitely had communion with someone that felt like it was wine (laughs) and I do want to mention this person I don't want to mention this person's full name because this person would probably not want that but I'm going to say this person's initials DG so DG you know who you are and I know that I have I have had communion with you, and so has Kylie, in the last few years. And we've actually had communion with this person and another person before we stopped drinking alcohol as well. And we were drunk in a different way, having that communion. Yeah. 
And I just wanted to say to you, DG, that I I believe that we have partaken in a ceremony together in complete understanding that not only are we in union with each other, but that we are in union with God and he flows in us and out of us. Mm. And I know that you know that, but I just wanted to recognize that I also know that about you. And I thank you for being in our lives. I thank you for being a part of our lives and for coming in and out. And I thank you that at times we have had that ceremonial communion together, Mm. just as a reminder that we are actually in communion all of the time anyway. Yeah. And it's such a place of transformation. It's such a place of coming into the fullness of who we already are. It's that place of the essence of Jesus is in us. It's just reminding us of who we already are, that him in us and us in him. We are taking him. We are knowing our, our body is being reminded that we are already in him. Yeah, so grab some wine, grab some <laughs> grape juice, grab water, turn it into wine, grab a biscuit, anything, grab a friend and commune with them. Have yeah. communion together in remembrance, not of something that's happened in the past 2,000 years ago, or more, but in remembering that right now you're in communion together with him and with each other. Absolutely. And I share in my book, The New Now, I share that journey in its fullness of walking out my healing journey. And I also share a a portion of what I used to say as I was sitting with him every day and just taking that communion and being aware that within me, corruption within my cells was being removed and it was being replaced by the fullness of life. It was being replaced by immortality. It was being replaced with divine health. It was being replaced with the overflow and the goodness of who he is and the essence of that is who we are. I'd encourage you if you if you're on that journey for yourself there's really some just some keys to encourage you in your unique way uh, the way that you're walking out what he's calling you to walk out and just as the, Jesus shared so many different scenarios and different ways that he engaged with people for their healing in the Bible didn't he babe like how many different ways were there there were just like so many different ways well I was just Oh, well, yet again, I don't think I was actually listening. I was communing. You're the drunk guy in the corner today. <laughs> the drunk guy in the corner who just doesn't really care what everybody else is saying because I'm just in glory. Yeah, totally. You're just looking pretty whacked. Like if I was a publican, I'd probably need to ask you to leave right now because well, I'd You'd be... have to carry me out. <laughs> because that is the new the hallmark of the new is that everything has changed and we are being immersed in his love and that is our journey like our life is so different right now our life is like this life where we are not focused on those things out there that we need to get to fulfill us but that we're on this strange strange walk of just being tanked in the fullness of the right now but to believe <laughs> that he has anything less for us outside of believing that all things are possible, that he loves us infinitely, 
To believe anything less than that is like saying that you don't believe what he says about you. And I can't, I can't get my head around why we would do that to ourselves. Mm. I know that we do. Yeah. I know that sometimes we say things about the way that God treats us that are not right. I know that my theology is not always correct. I'm a, I'm a work in progress. But when you commune with him, with or without a biscuit or wine, and you sit in that new wine feeling of who he is in you at all times, how can you at any time then question whether he has the fullness of this existence for you or not? Exactly. It's like desiring this place of presence. I have come so that you may have life and have it in abundance. (laughs) Exactly. And that abundance comes out of intimacy. It doesn't come out of knowledge. It comes out of intimacy. And intimacy can just be sitting still or standing up or at work, zipping up the top of a bag full of wheat or whatever the job is that you do. There's nothing that you have to do is actually the point. Exactly. And it's out of that place, strangely enough, that new things will be formed. New societies, new financial systems, new ways of seeing health, new ways of learning and doing education. Like the old is completely gone and the new has come. The new is within us. It is us being seated in heaven. It's the transformation of our mind, the transformation of our DNA. It's beginning to partner with the angelic. It's partnering with one another in ways that we've never known before. Now, just as you were talking, I was thinking about some people that we know that work in floristry. Mm. And the reason why I think I was thinking about them was when I was talking about enjoying the presence of the new wine at all times, no matter what you're doing. Right now, if you're one of those people in a florist shop and you're adding flowers into a decoration as part of your occupation, I just want to remind you that those flowers that you're handling right now and the beauty of them and the way they're shaped and the way they smell and the way they stand have all been created by a God that loves you and that he's speaking to you as you're looking at those flowers. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like sitting in that space where you are surrounded by fragrance, like his fragrance, that fragrance that you don't even need to create the fragrance. The fragrance is just a part of the fullness. The joy of the Lord is my strength, (laughs) Kylie. I love it. Delight yourself in him. Ah, oh, it's this crazy journey of just going into the places where we don't have the answers. <laughs> Surrender to the wine. Come on, come on. I was like reading this verse out of Psalms and I just felt like there was real whack on this verse. I don't even know where it's from. Psalm something, Psalm 4, I think, Psalm chapter 4. Oh, it's one of those books in that. That's one of those pages in that book. Yeah, the book. The book with the little thin pages. Yes. Do you know why the Bibles have little thin pages? So that you can have more pages. There would be a fat book if they had fat pages. Yeah, because if it had normal paper, like thicker thicker paper, there would be enormous books. Yeah, it would be a really fat book. But I really like the feel (laughs) of them because they're really thin too. 
It's and, like when you open the map, it's like it's uh, some <laughs> divine ceremony. Exactly. It reminds me of this song that I wrote. Called, it's called Fat Drunk. Fat Drunk Like a Fat Monk. <laughs> Drunk on the wine of his love. Come on. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, so getting back to Psalm chapter 4, it says, Let the light of your radiant face break through and shine upon us. The intense pleasure you give me surpasses the gladness of harvest time even more than when the harvesters gaze upon their ripened grain and when their new wine overflows. Now because of you, Lord, I lie down in peace and sleep comes at once, for no matter what happens, I will live unafraid. When you were talking about <laughs> fat drunk, yeah. fat monk, yeah, I got that tune, Dead Cat. You know that song? <laughs> I can't remember who sings that. Dead Cat, Dead Cat, three times. I think that was the Smashing Pumpkins. No, I don't think it was them. <laughs> might be an Aussie, or maybe Grinspoon or someone like that from oh, the yeah, 90s. Oh, yeah, maybe it was, yeah. But yeah, that tune came to my mind. Fat drunk, fat drunk three times. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I wrote that that song a few years ago. Fat drunk, like a fat monk. <laughs> like a drunk monk. <laughs> Wasted on the wine of his love. Come so on. we better talk about like good Christian music if we're going to talk about Aussie alternative music with really weird words now in this discussion when you talk about being drunk etc it just brings to mind someone for me like Godfrey Birdle oh yeah it's just so cool if you want to just have a party put on some Godfrey Godfrey Birtle B-I-R-T-I-L-L -L, I think is his surname yeah quite a few albums out there on YouTube and things like that and he he brings that, that drunken joy to the the gatherings that we used to have where it was hymns, etc. Not that there's anything wrong with that either, but I do recall attending a conference in New Zealand where the first time that I actually heard Godfrey Birtle performing and there was mainly ladies probably in their 60s, 70s and onwards from there dancing joyfully around and around and around in circles to this drunken glory music by Godfrey Birtle. And he definitely injects that atmosphere of joy in events. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the wild goose, you know, wild goose. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> we got so far out that we can't go back. Beep, beep. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so if you're looking for a little bit of joy, a little bit of drunken glory music, that is... Christian music, if you feel like you, you want to play Christian music to be in that place of remembering that you're in communion, he's a person that you can tune into, that money-back guarantee that you will be left feeling joyful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so if you guys are looking for um, some connection, you want to like flesh out some of the thoughts that we've been talking about, we do have a couple of gatherings. We also have a happy hour, which we have just launched, which is live on Monday nights at 8pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. So if you're around the world, we would... If that's... you're around the world. Yes, if you're... So who are you expecting to be talking to apart from people that are around the world. <laughs> so if you're not in the world, don't tune in. 
don't come to happy hour on Monday at what time? Eight o'clock Sydney time. Yeah, eight o'clock Sydney time. Like if you're from outer space, are you saying that if you're from outer space that you're not allowed to tune in? Like the alien that you meant on the way this morning. <laughs> Wildfire Tribe dot life. That is our website. There is all of the information that we speak about, including connecting with us, available on that website. We do have Happy Hour on Facebook and YouTube live on Monday night at 8 o'clock Sydney time. Yeah. And so a live, for people that don't know what it is, I'll speak a bit faster. You, you might be scrolling through Facebook and you'll see Wildfire Tribe come up or... One of our names, Sean and Kylie Henderson, might pop up and it might say something like, they are live. If you click on that, you will see us actually live speaking and you can interact with us. You can actually type in questions. You can type in comments like, Sean, you're looking magnificent today. You can do that live. Uh, That is on Monday nights and that's called Happy Hour. And it is specifically for questions, isn't it? Like we're really encouraging you guys, like we're really encouraging you, if you've got questions about your journey, jump on, like send those questions through. If you don't want them to be public, just shoot them through to us on Messenger, through our Facebook page on Wildfire Tribe and we can... You're looking for connections in your area, no matter what part of the world you're in. If you're looking for people that are walking that mystical walk, there's every chance that we might know somebody in in your part of the world that we can connect you with if there's if you want reference for music for some joy music like we were talking about before or some some other type of meditative music to have as background music when you're meditating or you're having your quiet time and you want some recommendations or some connections we know all of those types of people in this mystic circle as well so we would love to connect with you to help you connect with others as well absolutely and you've got a men's group too babe that's on wednesday nights and that's a zoom gathering for men it's free it's australian or sydney time we'll just stick to that's probably the easiest for us at the moment it is free it is 7 30 sydney time p.m every second wednesday you can connect into that via our our website or our Facebook or any of those ways to contact us and we would love to have you there and that's a we call that fireside and we call that call it that because it's it's that picture of men sitting around a campfire just relaxing talking about the mysteries of God and that's exactly what we do we did that last night and there was five of us and sometimes there's 10 or 12 or 15 and we are completely okay with whatever number comes and it's always an amazing time of communing with the new wine. Exactly. Yeah, it's very exciting. That's Wednesday. Uh, What else do we have, Kylie? There's more days in the week. Yeah, there is. There's lots of days. Well, every Friday morning, this podcast comes out and we are so grateful Sometimes that you are Friday tuning night. in. Oh, yes. Every Friday. Every Friday, this podcast comes out. Uh, we are working on other podcasts. We are also working on other Zoom gatherings, other lives. We have lots of things going on in the world of TikTok and YouTube, etc. as well. Even outside of this, this mystical conversation, we also have interest in uh, travel and adventure. What else do we do? Yeah. Well, we're creatives and artists and we just love to... Kylie has a book. Yes. The New Now. We have mentioned it before. Yes, The New Now. Lots of things on the go. Connect with us via 
wildfiretribe.life. That's probably the one of the easiest ways or through Facebook. Yeah. And we just thank you so much for listening to us and, and communing with us. And it doesn't matter when you listen to this podcast, whether it's uh, in, in the years to come or whether it happens to be Friday today, the day that it comes out, we just declare that your communion with God, the new wine that he is, is effectual in your life right now, that you can feel him and sense him and that we're also there with you and we would love to commune with you. Absolutely. And in that revelation of your oneness with him, that you understand that you are the new wine flooding his love into your little piece of the world. Beep, beep. Beep, beep. All right, guys. Thank you for joining us once again. And we look forward to having you on board next time. Bye. Bye.